0: Well, praise the Lord. Good morning. This is Pastor Crump of the Door Faith Christian Church. Amen. Amen. And we're here to minister to you the word of the living God. Amen. Hey, text somebody, call somebody, let somebody know it's time for the word of the living God. We're going to start a new series today. We're going to start a new series today. And I want you to let somebody know because we get ready to get into some things uh, that I have told uh, Door Faith that we're going to be getting into, Amen. So if you out there from Door Faith Christian Church, you've been waiting on this word, Amen. It's time for the word. But there are a lot of old people need to know because I'm going to deal with in this series dementia. I'm going to deal with Alzheimer's. I'm going to deal with. I believe how it can be prevented. Amen. Praise God for his goodness. We're going to get into the word. So if you want this word today, we're going to be talking about renew your mind. Praise God. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming because this is what I believe God gave us to answer to the situations that people are having. A lot of people think when you get 65 years old, you start losing your mind. Study has shown that between 65 and 85, most people who live that long, their minds are gone because they have not renewed their minds. So we're going to pray, we're going to ask the Father, and we're going to get into God's word. Take your Bible, let's get into Romans chapter number 12, because we're getting ready to study the word of God. Romans chapter number 12. We're reading out to King James first, Romans chapter 12, verse one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, To every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, we're going to also show you, we're going to read this same thing out of the NLT, and then we're going to pray. Romans chapter number 12. So if you got a string in your Bible, you can put that string there because we're going to be here for a while. Romans 12, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he would find acceptable. Watch what it says, this is truly the way to worship. My God. This is truly the way to worship. You worship by presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then it says, don't copy, verse number two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Don't, don't drop your cup. Let God transform you into a new person. How is he going to do it, Pastor? By changing the way you think. We're getting ready to get into the Word. How is God going to transform you into a new person? By changing the way you think. It's time for the Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come now in the precious blood of our Lord Jesus. And now we ask you for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We ask you to reveal your will to us. You've already revealed it to the Apostle Paul. We got it here in the word of God. Now we ask you to reveal your word to our hearts and our minds. And we give you all the praise now and the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray and all the way that prayer says, Amen. All right, now, remember what this word says. True worship. You remember God talking about true worship? Here's true worship. If I go back to the gospel of St. John, I'm going to get into the word in just a moment. The word, the word going to be dealing with today is renew your mind. Renew your mind. Now, how we're going to start out is answering questions. Let's use this question as how do I renew my mind? We're going to do it as a question. How do do I renew my mind? Question number one. Because I want to take this and make sure that you get questions answered. Now remember, in renewing your mind, I believe will save you from dementia, will save you from all-timers. Because I believe the cause is because people have not renewed their minds. Now this is just my, this is what I believe. I believe God gave us the answer when he says to the church, renew your mind. Now it's one thing to get saved. It's another thing to get your mind renewed. So we're going to take a journey. In this journey, we're going to talk about the soul and we're going to talk about all that's in the soul. We're going to talk about your mind. We're going to talk about your conscience. We're going to talk about the word think. We're going to talk about the heart. We're going to talk about your passions. We're going to talk about your desire. We're going to deal with a whole lot of things. We're going to deal with affections. We're going to deal with the word Alzheimer's. We're going to deal with the word dementia. All of that is going to come from this one teaching because there are studies that's already happened told you that you can hurt your brain or you can enhance the brain. Now, that's why your lifestyle is so important. And that's why people will say to you, smoke is not good for you. Drinking alcohol is not good for you. But people like, well, you got to die of something. But you got to understand something. You didn't come here to die. You came here to live. Now, what I like to do is I want to go all the way back to Genesis. And I want to begin to show you something with Adam. We're going to go all the way back to Genesis. And we're going to show you when God created Adam. Watch some things carefully, and you're going to be able to hopefully catch on. In Genesis chapter number 2 and verse 6, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathing into his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. Now remember, man is a living soul. So a living soul has a mind, has a will, you know, uh, has a conscience. You know, so all of this is in man. And I'm going to show you something that God showed us that's a key to secure man mind. How he planned on taking care of man. It's, it's found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and God rested. I'm going to show you that word, God rested, was not just because he finished his work. Oh yeah, it was because he finished his work. But rest is the same word as grace. Because that's what happened when you're in grace, you rest from your own labor, And I believe that one of the greatest things that God has showed man is rest. That's why Christ is the fulfillment of the Sabbath. That's why when you get Christ, you enter into God's rest. See, Christ is the fulfillment of God's Sabbath. So when you enter into Christ, Christ enter you, you enter into God's rest. But it's not just it happened. You now got to learn how to walk in the Spirit. Now, that's very important when I just got through saying, you got to walk in the Spirit. So, I'm going I'm to show you in Galatia. I'll be right back to Genesis. In Galatia, chapter number 5. See, you got to understand everything in the Bible is to help you. Galatians 5 16 said, Paul said, I said, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Very important. If you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then he said, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit lusteth against the flesh. See, these are contrary one to the other. Why, pastor? So you cannot do the things that you would. Now, the flesh lusts against the spirit. The spirit lusts against the flesh. They work opposite of one another. Let me read this out to NALT. In the book of Galatia, chapter number 5, and verse number 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves for. (laughs) Praise God. See, if the Holy Spirit leads your life, then you will not be doing the thing that the flesh is craving for. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. So the Spirit wants to obey God. The Holy Ghost in you wants to obey God but your desires from your old man want to do the things of the flesh. The Bible says the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. This stuff is so good, man. See, the Spirit has its desires for your life. And then the flesh has its desires. Which one going to win? Which one is operating in your life? Because both of these is not going to operate in your life. It says in verse 16, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives you desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting your good intentions. You remember what Paul said when I would do good, evil's present in Romans chapter 7. That's what he meant. He said, but when you are directed by the Spirit, Romans chapter number 5, I'm sorry, we are in Galatians 5.18. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not obligated to the law of Moses. See, that's what God wants us to do is walk in the Spirit. So I cannot say it enough. If we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Otherwise, the desires of the flesh can operate in your life if you walk in the Spirit. Now, I'm going to be saying a lot. Some things I'm going to repeat because this is very important to me. You know, one day I was uh, at home, and I just happened to turn to a uh, a movie, and uh, I-, I was sitting there watching it, and uh, I-, I wrote it down as the notebook. I wrote it down. I said, I'm gonna just watch this, and maybe me and my wife we can sit down and watch it together. And then I came to a time on this book, This I didn't know, but he was going back through what he had wrote in the book. And Lo and behold, I, I began to see this woman. I didn't know really what was happening because I wasn't really into it. And then I saw this woman, nice looking woman. She was in her 60s. And I saw how her mood would change. And how she got to a place, she was now living in a nursing home. And this man was coming to the nursing home seeing her. And But they went back in their life and they show how nice of life they had. And then she got put in the nursing home. And then once she was in the nursing home, her husband would come and visit her. She would know him for a while. And then her children would come and visit her. And she would talk about them as she know nothing about them. Oh, they some nice children. Uh, Didn't know that with her children and grandchildren. If you saw the movie, you know what I mean. But I was watching that, and then I thought about it. I said, Lord, that's what happened. Now, I'm not saying that I thought, I I believe that the Holy Spirit said something to me there. But this is what my spirit said to me, I believe. This is what happens when you don't get the word when you are young. This is what happened to you when you don't get the word when you're young. And then you get old and you don't have the word. Oh, that, that's a dangerous situation. That's the day. You know, I'm, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to go to this now. Remember, I'm talking about how, how do I renew my mind? We're going we to get into that. But in our early time with the Lord this morning, Uh, this is a verse that that I read. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Now, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, Solomon is reminding young young people to remember their creator in the days of their youth. Now, to me, what that says to me is, because he also talked about the ant. Go to the ant, thy slugger. You know, I look at that and I used to only think about, okay, well, what did the ant do? Well, you know, the ant laid up in store. So when the winter came, the ant had everything it needed. That sounds real good too, but let's take it another step further. What about if you were that ant and you laid up in store the Word? So when you got 65, 70, 75, you had the Word. See, it's hard to get the Word when you're 65, 70, and 75, and 80, and now you got a problem with your sight. You got a problem with your hearing. You got a problem with the different kinds of things that you didn't have a problem with when you was young. So if you get the word when you're young, and then when you get old at age, you'll have the word. See, all this natural stuff that you learned Pretty much of it is going to fade away. And if it don't fade away, you can't do a lot with it anyway. You can't do a lot with it anyway. Jesus says, heaven and earth going to pass away. And it did. But he said, but my word shall never pass away. Now just think about what he just says. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. David says, Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my pathway. Never going to pass away. See, that's why I'm going to show you in the word that you got to seek the things that are eternal. Well, the word of God is eternal. Renew your mind. This thing is in me. This thing is on me today. You got to renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind when you're young, it's going to be very, very difficult to renew your mind when you get old. Man, it's an awesome thing when you find somebody that can teach the word. You better get it. There's not many people going to teach you the word. Oh, there are a lot of people who walk the pulpit and they'll tell you, all about i got a word for you and i can speak a word to you and but they can't teach this book not many people can teach this book not many people know that book so when you find somebody who can teach you the word Better to get it while you can lay it up in store because you're going to need it look at ecclesiastes chapter 12. now watch what Solomon is going to say to the young people, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. I mean, I know you're young right now, and I know you want to have a good time and, and party. We all went through this. But it says, honor the Lord in your youth before you grow old. So you got to learn how to honor him. You got to learn how to get His Word. You got to spend some time with the Lord. You got to make sure you got a relationship with the Lord. You got to make sure you fellowship with the Lord. It's an awesome thing to get up in age. And you can't read the Bible. You're at home all day long. You can't read the Bible. Somebody come read to me. Right now, that's what you should be doing: spending some time with the Lord, learning His Word, laying up His Word in your heart. So, when you get up in age and you can't do a lot of things physically, man, you can quote that word. I got an auntie. Her name is Hester Trawick. Hester Trawick. She used to be named Hester Aldrich. Hester Trawick. Lives in St. Louis. This coming May the 30th. Boy, I hope I got this right. She'll be 108 years old. May the 30th of this year. Now, this is an awesome thing. When my auntie was 90 years old, I'm going to say, I know she was in her 80s, and I went to her home, and she was still in the choir. Had a choir robe. I said, Mama, what's that right there? I said, oh, I'm still singing in the choir. Still singing in the choir in the 80s. What an awesome thing. You know, my wife and I, when we went there. She doesn't even wear glasses. And she said, oh, no, no. I, and I gave her some money, and she put it in her Bible. And I said, Mama, I said, I Auntie, said, you don't want to put that in your Bible. She said, son, I read my Bible every day. You know, and I began to look at this woman, I began to see. She said, Look, you got to have a relationship with the Lord, son. I've been knowing the Lord for a long time. You hear people talking that. You hear people, I've been knowing the Lord a long time. I ain't not tired yet. You hear that? I'm not tired yet. See, that's what happened. You got to start early, get to know the Lord while you're young. So when you get old, you'll have some words. When nobody will come in your room, you got some words. When nobody will visit you, you got some words. See, there's no such thing as, you know, I, I'm over here alone. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to you Now. I've been ministering 40 years. There's a whole lot of people who are in nursing home, who are in nursing home. And what happened is once they get put in nursing home, they are forgotten about. Oh, I know people saying, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. They are forgotten. People will put you in there and they forget you. I go see people in nursing home, and when I walk through the door, I can see them waving. They're already looking, hoping somebody to come and visit. Now, I'm not talking about all of them. There are some people will go and see people, but not a lot of people. When you get old, people don't want to be around you that much. I'm trying to tell you something. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it is. Don't, don't let the excitement of your youth call you to forget your Creator. Ecclesiastes 12 and 1. He said, honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. Remember him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim to your old eyes. He said, rain clouds continually darkens your sky. He said, remember him before your legs. He called your legs the God. Of your house G-U-A-R-D the gods of your house start trembling and before your shoulders the strong men begin to stoop so you can your shoulder can be standing all out but listen you get older they begin to drop he's trying to remind this man something he said remember him before your teeth your few remaining servants, he called your teeth, your servants, they'll stop grinding. And before your eyes, the woman looking through the window, see dimly. He's, see, before your eyes, can't see, he's telling you, do everything you can do while you're young. And then he says in verse 4 Remember the Lord before the door to life opportunity is closed and the sound of work fades, now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worried about dangers in the streets before your hair turn white like an almond tree in bloom, and you drag along, watch what it says, you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper, and the cranberry no longer inspires sexual desire. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home for your flesh anyway. When the mourners will weep and lament. Yet remember your Creator. Now, while you are young, before the silver course of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken, don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth and the Spirit. Return to God who gave it. See God, even through in the Old Testament, is telling these young men, "Listen, you better to remember God now. You know, you, you 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 ain't don't have no time for God. Just just drinking every day, smoking every day, getting high, parted down. You're gonna get old. Then what's gonna happen? We talked about this morning." Most people, when they get old, they never fellowship. I'm going to look at I'm going to look at this when I deal with the word affections. I'm going to deal with the word affections. I'm going to deal with reasoning. See, I'm going to deal with fellowship. You can ask a lot of older people. When I say older people, I'm seventy-one years old. Who are your friends? Do you have any? It's something when we are, the age we are, we have no friends. See, the Bible says if 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 you're going to be friends, you got to first show yourself friendly. Well, now you can see why a lot of people may not have friends. It don't just have to be you. You just may not have people who are friendly enough to be in your life. But if you're going to have friends... That word friendly must be there. I have met some very, very friendly people. I'm going to tell you about friends. They're not going to be in your life all the time. It's just like a train ride. So I'm going to get on. So I'm going to get off. That's life. But I'm here to tell you what you need to do while you're still young. Renew your mind. Man, if I could, if I could give you anything from a pastor, that's what I would give you. Renew your mind. Don't spend all your time sitting around watching old television movies. That's without color. You do know when movies are without color, everybody on the movie is dead, right? Don't spend all your time watching reruns, movies that's already over. People already got rich off of them. Make sure you spend time in the Word. Invest your time in this Word. Every day, you ought to spend some time in God's Word. Can I get an amen? All right, now, I'm going to be dealing with some things because, you know, we're living in a time where we have uh, the coronavirus, and uh, I looked up some things because these are some things I wanted to, to go over uh, just to update you. I know you get all of this on the newscast, but I'm saying this because we need the word more than ever. Y- you know, I-, I was looking at this, and I says, Right now, when I looked at this just the other day, when I wrote this message, there was 1,439,566 cases in the United States. Now, this was in, in, the, yeah, in the United States. There are 4,465,155 confirmed cases in the world. 4,500,000. There's a million and a half just in the United States. And then in the world, there are 300. Now, I know it's grown up. I'm just talking about this. It was the figure that I received. Three, this worldwide, 304,163 dead. This is in three months. If you take that 304,000 and three months, that's 100,000 per month in the world. 100,000 people has died per month in the last three months March, April, and May. In May, it's just the middle of May. And yet, people are sitting around all day long. I don't have nothing to do. All of I have something to do. You can renew your mind. Take this time. You've been telling the Lord, Oh, I got to go to work. I got to work six days. I got to work overtime. I'm working seven days a week. Now you're off for three months. What have you done with your time? You need to renew your mind. That is my advice I will give you. You don't have to be worried about being worried about tomorrow. I'm going to show you the Lord has tomorrow. You need to be concerned about today. All right, let's move on. Because I I even looked at this and I said, well, let me see what Michigan is doing. You know, I looked at Michigan and I looked at counties. In Wayne County, Michigan, now this was like a day or two ago. It was 8,652 cases just in Wayne County. 952 deaths just in Wayne County. Oakland County, 7,994 cases, 896 deaths just in one county. Macomb County, 6,274, 729 dead. Genesis County, 1,835 cases. 229 dead. Detroit City, 10,230 cases. 1,240 dead. And then you look at people and you see how they spend their time. Don't know that the is not promised. God has given us some time. We never really had this before. But I'm looking at it as a positive. God has given me some time to renew my mind. Just like Cassandra ministered this morning, a closer walk with you. I want a closer walk with you, Lord. See, this is a time to draw near to the Lord. And make sure that you spend your time wisely. Now, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Now, in the good news, I'm going to read that same thing. Romans chapter 12. I just, love, I just love reading out of different translations. Romans chapter number 12. See, when you look at it, it says, So then, my brothers... We're in the good news, Romans 12 and 1. So then, my brothers, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. So he's telling you, living a holy life is really true worship. Verse number 2 said, let God transform you. Let God transform you inwardly. Inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Oh my God. See, you want to be more like the Lord every day? It's going to have to be because of the mind. You're going to have to understand that God's going to have to get the worldly thoughts out of the mind. He got to get the worldly desires out the, of out the mind. He got to get all these things out and begin to put in the new word. You got to be taught the new man. See, all of our lives, we've been taught about the old man and this world system. All oh, they got to change. You got to now learn about Christ and him crucified, about heavenly things, about spiritual things. All right, now, Let me read another verse. We are reading in uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse number three, or verse number two, I'm sorry. He said, do not conform yourself. Do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you'll be able to know the will of God. Isn't that something? Then you'll be able to know the will of God, what is his good and his pleasant uh, pleasing to him, and, hit, and it's what is perfect. You'll be able to know his good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Isn't that something? If you will do what God asks you to do. So you got an opportunity now. Present your body, living and sacrifice. Holy, acceptable, service. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. God will teach you his word. All right, and let's move on. Now, I, I want to I uh, give you some more things because, uh, you know, I, I, there's some more states that I didn't get a chance to go, but, you know, I looked at Michigan, I saw counties like Kent County, uh, for example, 20, 2,705. 530 people dead. I'm sorry, 53 dead. I think I got that right. 53, I'm sorry. and. Five in Kent, 53 dead. Saginaw, 877, 95 dead. Prison, which we call MDOC, 2,227 cases and got 56 dead. The total cases in Michigan, as of this past week, this past Thursday, was five, I'm sorry, 50,079. We just passed 50,079 people dead, I mean cases, I'm sorry, in Michigan. 4,825 deaths just in Michigan. 4,825 people dead just in Michigan. I had a chance this morning, when I got up this morning, last night before I went to bed. We are at 90,000 people dead in the world since March. Wake up. Life has changed. You got to renew your mind now. You got to renew your mind just to be able to handle what I'm about to say. 90,000 people has died since March. March, April, May, two and a half months. 90,000 people have died of this corona disease. That's 3,000 I'm sorry 30,000 per month and it's not three months yet. So we are already pretty much uh, 35,000 per month has died, March, April, and half of May. And yet people want to go on as usual. Just go on as usual. Just keep on doing your thing. Go on as usual. But I'm here to teach you about renewing of the mind. Now, I want to sh- share with you the mind, and I want you to be able to think about the mind. I'm going to use the word the brain. The brain, just think if you take, you just say snow. We know in Michigan it's snow a lot. If you go out and gather up a nice hunk of snow that I can put in my hand if I put all of my fingers together, if I put this like a softball, if I can put maybe like a softball, but very soft tissue. Very soft tissue. So I think about a softball like snow. Now you think about what happened to the mind. Now once Adam was created, God created him and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Adam named all the animals upon the faceless earth whatever he called them. He looked at an animal he could call them. That's their name. Something happened to Adam. In Genesis chapter 3, you know what happened to Adam? He ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You did not eat a pear and an apple and all this stuff like they tried to show you. Listen to what he says. Adam ate of the tree of knowledge Of good and evil knowledge good and evil corrupt anytime something is good and evil is corrupted there was another tree in the garden called Christ the tree of life he would have ate of that tree and live forever now that's how man started out eating the wrong tree what happened when Adam ate the wrong tree It corrupted his mind. Now his brain that was perfect began to deteriorate. Think about that ball of salt. I'm sorry, the ball of snow. And take salt and begin to drop little grains of salt on that snow. You're going to begin to see little holes in that snow. Now if that continue, it's gonna completely eat up and melt that snow. That's what happens to a a brain. See in my teaching here, I have some things called bad habits. Things that hurts the brain, keep it from being healthy, and keep it from healing. Now, you got brain injury. Now, brain injury usually come from contact sport. We saw this in the NFL not long ago when they had big cases up about people playing football would most likely have brain injury. Boxing, most people boxing. We live a time where we saw Muhammad Ali, for an example. We saw the guys fighting, but then after they fought, then we saw what the hitting on the head did for them for all those years. So, brain injury. So, these are the things that can hurt the brain. But the second is drugs and alcohol. So when you drink alcohol and do drugs, it's like the salt dropping on the brain or the salt dropping on the big ball of snow like a softball. Now you just think, over the period of time, you're still dropping salt. Little holes are forming in the brain. All those holes that are forming in the brain is you're losing memory. Places where you're supposed to be thinking. You can't think there no more. Color. Everything in the brain deals with everything you do. See, you have a brain that's supposed to last you 120 years. If you, if you go back to Adam and look at Adam, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 5 and let's see how long Adam lived. Now the reason I'm showing you this is it's not enough just to see Adam live this long, but he had the same mind. That, that's what I looked at. Just like Israel came out of Egypt. But their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. See, that impressive. That's very impressive. Because you know it doesn't take much for shoes to wear out. Especially 40 years. But watch this. In Genesis chapter 5, this is the book of the generation of Adam. In the days that God created man. In the likeness of God made he man. Made he him. Male and female created he them. And blessed them. Called their name Adam. In the day when they were created. Adam lived 130 years. Now that's not his total life. But he lived 130 years. And he begat a son in his, in his own likeness. In his, in his image and called his name Seth. And the, in the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 more years. So we got 930 years. And he begat sons and daughters. Adam. How could a man live 930 years? Well, let's go down and read chapter 6. Because something's going to change with man. Man's lifestyle is going to change. See, man's lifestyle would dictate how long his mind's going to last. God Almighty, this is, this is awesome stuff. See, man's lifestyle would dictate how long his mind going to last. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1, it came to pass when, the, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, daughters was born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives all which they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. He also has he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Wait, hold, hold up, wait a minute. A hundred and twenty years. We just went from 930 to 120. What happened? He just told you what happened to man. Sons of men saw the daughters of men. They were fair. They took them while all which they chose. Can't you see their lifestyle? And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, also, and also after that, when the sons of God saw, came in unto the daughters of men. Can you see what's happening? The sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which are of old, men of renown. And God saw the wickedness of man. This is what God saw. If you want to know what caused it, watch this. God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every, watch this, imagination. Every imagination. Now, we're going to give you some teaching on that. Because if I go to imagination, imagination. I'm gonna show you is what he imagined. Every imagination, watch this of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now he went from 930 years to 120 years, but watch what happened to his mind. Once Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and the evil, the salt began to drop on the snow or the thing that man began to live and do began to fall in the brains of his mind. His mind began to deteriorate. And the more his mind deteriorated, the worse he got. So you got to understand something. Once the mind began to deteriorate, the study of, of, of scientists already studied that a man's brain stopped growing when he's 25 years old. The brain is fully developed when he's twenty-five years old. And then man, this is what history, this is what study does, man began his down, his downward slide, if I can say that, when he's sixty-five years old. It's just like the mind began to deteriorate at a higher rate. And so I'm saying to the Lord, wait a minute, something going on here. And the Lord said this to me, you begin to see the effect at 60 or 65, but that has been working that way in the negative long before that. Just like how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed To the word of God. How can a young man cleanse his way? See, all these answers are in the word of God. And we're going to go through them in this teaching. How in the world can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word. See, you can get the word now. Lay it up like the ant. Making sure that you know the word of God and you are exercising the word of God in your life every day. Now, you can't be living one way and speaking the word another way. It just don't work that way. Your life and the word must be lined up together. Well, I began to see this. The imagination, Genesis chapter 6. I want to read that out to NLT. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. Oh, this is, this is, this is, we're going we're gonna to have a good time. We're going to enjoy the word of God. So Genesis chapter number 6, look what happened to man. Man went from 930 to to Genesis chapter 6, 120. Now, when man got in the wilderness, coming out of Egypt, under the law, man got to be 70 years old. Isn't that something? And then it said, by reading the strength, he might get to be 80. Because of the law. You're not under the law. Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says in verse number 1, Then the people began to multiply on the earth. Daughters were born unto them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women, took any they wanted, and their wives. And their wives. Yes, wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit would not put up with human, humans for such a long time. They are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. 120 years? How many people do you see are living 120 years? Somewhere down the line, you need to stop and say, well, what's going on here? How did this start? It, it started with Adam eating of the tree of knowledge of the good and evil. His mind was corrupted. Just like a, ball, a softball, it's like snow. If I start putting bad things, salt in the snow, bad things in the snow, then it's going to corrupt it. All of a sudden, it's going to melt all the snow. That's what happened with your lifestyle. This is built in. Nobody doing nothing to you. It's you. You doing that to your own life it's nothing like being healthy. Here's another one. Brain injury, number one. Drugs and alcohol, number two. Number three, obesity. Obesity. That's why I'm going to show you this word. Sleep is so important. Because when sleep goes down, weight goes up. Oh, my God. Man, when I began to study this, I'm going like, wait a minute, because see, I I know I got to lose some weight. I know, you know, when I first when I first went through a situation where I had a surgery, and I uh, I got down to 186 pounds. Now I weighed 235 pounds, pretty much my life. I know I need to be around about 230, 225. That's what I like. But I had gotten down to 186 pounds after I had surgery. I was 14 days in intensive care, stepped down in intensive care seven days each. I got out. I was weighing 186 pounds. So I said to my wife, "Oh, I know how I'm gonna get my weight back. Breakfast. I'm gonna eat breakfast every morning." And I said, "You know what? I'm eating everything you fix." My wife said, is "That right?" I says, "I'm not turning down nothing." I'm eating eggs, bacon, toast, jelly. Usually I don't eat all that for breakfast, but that was going to be my breakfast. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to eat lunch. I'm going to eat dinner. And then I'm going to eat supper. And then I'm going to eat dessert. And then before I go to bed, I said, do you want some ice cream? And I want ice cream too. Before long, I'm pushing back. Because I went from 186 to 235. Doesn't take long. Because when I found out this, sleep goes down, weight goes up. See, you, can't, you cannot have a healthy mind if you don't get enough sleep. See, most people don't understand that. You gotta get more sleep. Now, I know they got all these theories But if sleep goes down, weight goes up, what if I reverse that and say sleep goes goes up, then weight goes down. It's an awesome thing. We don't give our body a time to restore. We're going to look at that word. Our bodies, our souls, our minds are, are made to sleep, to rest at least 8 to 10 hours a day. Consistent. And not just light sleep, but deep sleep. And most of us not, don't sleep enough to ever get to the word deep sleep. The body. I said to my mother, my mother lived, uh, we had her eulogy this year, bless our soul. But she was 92 years old. And my mother would always be in the bed at 6 o'clock. You know, I always go ask my mom, I said, I said, I'm not going to call you after 6. You said, don't call me for 6 o'clock, I go to bed at 6. But I'm up early in the morning. See, what we used to do is, when we was from the south, from the plantation, that's how we did everything. We was in the bed at 6, so we didn't have no light. We was up early in the morning. But now since we got all of this stuff, We go to bed at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night and we're up at six in the morning. We don't even get eight hours of sleep. So many people got jobs, they don't even get eight. They don't even get six. See, what happened is we are hurting ourselves. Here's another one, smoking. See, all of these things are things that hurt us and hurts our brain. Of course, it could be a brain injury, boxing, football, contact sports. Number two, it could be drugs and alcohol. Number three, it could be obesity. Number four, it could be smoking. Isn't that something? I'm going to tell you something about, about, your, about your brain also. When your weight goes up, your brain size goes down. When your weight goes up, your brain, your brain shrinks. See, everything happening in your life causes something else, something else acts and causes a reaction. High blood pressure. Oh, it's just high blood pressure, Pastor. No, let me tell you something. My surgery that I had, I believe it happened because of high blood pressure. See, what high blood pressure does, it don't just stresses you, it stresses your arteries. I had to have... Three valves worked on on my heart. And I believe they came from high blood pressure, hypertension. We're going to get on this more. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Every head bowed. Pastor, I really got to do something in my life. Yeah, first of all, you got to give your life to the Lord. All of this I'm talking about. You're not going to be able to do it unless you give your life to him. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse one through four, if you get a chance, read that verse. It will tell you that Christ died for our sins. He was buried in God, raised him from the dead. If you would just receive his salvation, his salvation is Christ's death, man, and resurrection. That's how you start. You become God's son. You become God's daughter. God give you the Holy Spirit because you believe in Christ, death, and resurrection. And now the Holy Spirit come to your life and now lead and guide you and begin to teach you his word every day. My time is up. I thank you for you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.